Hello, Puggies, and welcome to the Pug Life Show, brought to you by Pug Parties, because your pug deserves to be the best-dressed pug at the porty, and you can check out their outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host, Donna, and with me is my puggy co-host, Rosie. In this week's episode, I'm talking to you about pug shaming and how I deal with people who think they have the right to voice their opinion about your pug, including how to deal with family members. But before we start, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. You must be wondering why I called this podcast Calling My Pug Ugly is as offensive as calling me fat. What was it that sparked the flash of pug mum indignation that then drove me to talk about this topic? Well, it was a post on Facebook in one of the many pug groups that I'm a member of because I love talking to other pug porrents and I definitely love seeing pictures of their adorable puggies living the life like only a pug can. In this post, there was a lady who was new to the group and had been asked to share a picture of a new pug puppy and to tell us a little bit about herself and a little cutie. Subsequently, this very excited and loving first-time pug porrent shared a photo of her cute little pug puppy and added a comment that she was so happy to find people who understood what it was like to be an excited and passionate pug porrent because her own friends had not been so supportive, let alone excited for her. They had called her beautiful little pug puppy ugly and other variations to that word that we've all heard before. And it upset her so much that she had stopped sharing and gushing about her new fur baby on her newsfeed for fear of receiving further similar commentary. Thankfully, she had stumbled over this particular Facebook group, and I'd like to say that sometimes that algorithm actually does something right, and had requested to join in the hope that it contained a group of people that have walked in her shoes and preferred rolls, sneezes, and squishy faces over anything else in the world. And again, thankfully, she found a puggy safe haven. She found her grumble. I've shared on a previous episode, episode three if you haven't heard it, about what happened to me when an ignorant person got the better of me and how long it took me to get back to my pug mum mojo. So as you can imagine, this post really upset me. For me, calling my pug or any pug really ugly is as offensive as calling me fat but non-pug owners seem to think that they have the right to actively walk up to me or message me to share their unsolicited opinion. Now, I know that they would not appreciate me returning this favour if I was to take the same approach with their dog or their child. Could you imagine the reaction if I sort of went up and pointed to their child and told them that it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen and why do they even bother having one? I'm sure fists would fly pretty damn quickly. It still baffles me today as to why people think they have the right to walk up to another person and give unsolicited advice on another person's pug. What is it about pugs that triggers the need in a non-pug owner to do it? Is it the bad publicity that surrounds brachycephalic dogs that causes it? Or is it because they're confronted by their open and loving personalities, which is not typical of most breeds? I know plenty of people who are afraid of dogs, big or small, 
and they don't tell people that their dogs are ugly or should be put down. Yes, I have had that comment. They just back away with their hands up, telling me that they don't like dogs, which I can respect. I could be wrong, but I do feel at times that pugs seem to elicit more negative attention from non-pug owners than any other breed. And when questioned on their inappropriate behaviour, the response is usually vague, like, I just don't like their face, um, to the ill-informed, like, they've got all these health problems and you're making them suffer. They can't tell me what the inverted commas suffering actually is. And I'm sure if you ask Rosie what that meant, she'd mention the lack of hourly treaties that she thinks that she should get. Now, there is little I can do about their beautiful faces since that is a defining characteristic of what makes a pug a pug. And all I can do about the ill-informed is educate them on the difference between hype and reality. Every breed of dog has health issues associated with the breed. Some are just more widely publicised than others. And although there is nothing I can do about that lady's friends and family, what I can do is be there for her and let her feel welcome in a grumble that gets her passion and will love her pug without question. Wow, puggies, I'm loving this episode and I hope you are too. If you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, then please click on the link in our show notes so you get advance notice of our next guest and don't forget to join our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, so you can be the crazy pug lady you've always wanted to be with our other like-minded crazy pug ladies. Now it's time to get back to the show. Now you must be wondering what I say to people who call my pugs ugly or similar, and I have to admit, depending on who says it and how they say it, determines on what I say or do. That's not to say internally my first thought is to give them a tongue lashing that would make my grandmother rise from her grave with a bar of soap in her hand. But hey, I'm a pug mum. Now, if it's a complete stranger who has approached me without invitation or provocation, I generally try to do one of two things. If their comments are ill-informed or just plain ignorant, but they seem to be open to hearing my response, I will try to educate them and provide them with a more balanced and accurate picture of pugs, their personality, their health, lifespan, etc., etc. If they're rude or even bullish towards me or my pugs, I don't bother with the education because they're clearly not interested in knowing the facts. A typical response to those sort of people is to tell them that everyone is entitled to an opinion but are not obliged nor welcome to share it with me as I don't care what they happen to think about my beautiful pugs. And then I walk away, curly tail in the air. Similarly, if it's someone online, I'll just block them as I don't need that negativity in my pug life and I'm too busy enjoying it with my pugs to waste it on someone so offensive. And although I have thought to myself from time to time that they need to get a life if this is what they spend their spare time doing, I don't post that because all it does is just cause more circular arguments. Now, if it's a family member, that can get tricky, especially if I do respect them generally. My response is usually a sugar-coated version of the above message, and Willy Wonka would be very proud of me. Uh, and if I then receive further repeated negative comments about my fur babies, 
I then go with a more blunt approach to ensure that they understand the boundaries when it comes to my pugs and to not cross them if they wish to continue to have a relationship with me or at least a positive relationship. Thankfully, fur family is becoming more and more common these days and the need to do that sort of thing, to have that sort of conversation is becoming less and less of a requirement. Couple that with the growing prevalence of playgroups and you now have plenty of opportunities to snuffle with like-minded crazy pug people who understand you and who will stick up for you if you need the support. Now it's your turn to talk pug. Have you had to deal with friends or family who don't share your love of pugs? Or have you been approached by a complete stranger who feels the need to express their opinion about your pug without you asking for it? I'd love to know how you handled it, so please share with us all about it over in our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pug Life Show. If you liked the episode or if you think it'll be useful for someone else, please leave a review over at podchaser.com. And if you've got any questions or want to tell us how much you loved the episode, then let me know over at our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, where crazy pug ladies meet to talk all things pug. So until next time, puggies, have a pawsome week and humans be generous with the snackies. Mm -hmm.